Hello, hello. Oh my gosh. Welcome to another episode of the Inspired Lady Podcast. I am your host, Belle Grubb, and what an honor it is to be spending this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening with you. Today, we're going to be talking a lot about time management, and this is something I am personally just so inspired on and love to talk about. So I'm really, really looking forward to diving into this conversation, talking about some tangible tips, some things that work for me, and I'm ready for this. I also have a few life updates for you guys that we'll get into, so go grab your coffee, your chai, your matcha, whatever you're drinking, and let's get into this week's episode. Okay, guys, I have some life updates for you. First of all, the Fall Essentials episode I love how much you guys all love that. I think it is our most listened to episode to date, which was just so fun. But I love the response. So thank you all for enjoying that. And I think we're going to have to do this every single season. We're going to have to talk about all the essentials that are upcoming. But with that being said, what I talked about in that episode was dyeing my hair chocolate brown because I felt like that was such a good fall move. And I did it. And I have never been more obsessed. If you're Listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple, that's fantastic, but I do also want to say this is the first episode that's going to be available on YouTube. How crazy. It's so exciting. I am thrilled that this is finally happening. It probably should have happened a long time ago, but I was overwhelmed with the idea of doing video and audio, but here we are. We're, we're finally doing the thing, okay? So anyways... Your girl has chocolate brown hair. You can see this if you head to my personal Instagram or even the YouTube to watch the video form of this. It's awesome. I am obsessed with it. I think everyone should go and dye their hair something new because I feel like a new woman. It is the biggest form of inspiration to walk into a new season of life with a new hair color. I love it. It's everything to me. And I think it's just so fun. I've been a redhead for the past like four years and not overly red, very subtle red, but still red. And now I have this beautiful brown hair and I'm, I'm living it up. Um, anyways, let's get into the coffee of choice today. I went to Trader Joe's to create a fall bouquet, you know, how one does and ran across their coffee section and they had this maple oat milk and I was very intrigued. I don't like oat milk at all. However, I do like maple and I like things that make me feel fall. So I bought it and I have been pleasantly surprised. It's not as sweet as I usually expect things to be from like when they're labeled oat milk, maple oat milk to be specific, but it was really, really good. I've got my cute pumpkin cup. So again, if you're on YouTube watching pumpkin cup, um, it's from Emily Page Co. It's really awesome and I love it. So that is our drink of choice today. And yeah, I have been feeling very overwhelmed lately. There's a lot going on in life and it's getting heavy. Okay, it's getting heavy, y'all. I have this podcast, which is the biggest blessing. I obviously love this podcast, but there are so many other aspects of my life that kind of feel like they're starting to pick up pace a little bit more. So, you know, we record the podcast early mornings and I have a nine to five, which I love my nine to five, but that's a lot of hours in my day. I also work part-time for an influencer coordinator, 
which is so fun. I love being an influencer coordinator. And on top of that, obviously I have my own content creation and I'm in a master's program. So tonight I have to give a sermon. So by the time this podcast release, the sermon will be done. So thank goodness for that. It's a lot of work to prepare a sermon. I'm also the only woman in the class. And this is by no means a feminist rant, like at all, but it just adds a pressure when half of the men in the class are full-time pastors. So youngest person, only woman, and probably the least experienced. That's scary, y'all. That's scary. So I have to give a sermon in front of them tonight, but it's okay because we're podcasting now. (laughs) Well, with all that being said, I felt like it was a good time to talk about time management because that's probably one of the main questions I always get asked. How are you doing all of this? How are you working a nine-to-five, working another part-time job? How are you maintaining a podcast, your own social media platforms when they're large and you're getting paid to post? And just every other aspect of life, whether it's school, whether it's maintaining the relationship with my husband, my relationship with God, my community of friends, there's a lot going on. And I want to talk about how we don't have to limit ourselves, but we need to be careful of burnout. So how do we find that balance? And the answer is time management. That is the answer to everybody's million dollar question of how in the world do we do all of it, but maintain a healthy balance within ourselves. So I have notes. I always have notes with me. I write down all of my ideas for the podcast because one, it helps me remember things better to write them down physically, but also I love filling a notebook up and being able to look back and be like, oh my gosh, that was was a good episode. I'm not there yet because I think we have like eight episodes out, but I see future me enjoying the fact that they're written out. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, let's get into this. First of all, I have been obsessed with Ed Milet lately, okay? Ed Milet. This man is the king of all entrepreneurs. He is so put together. He has so many amazing businesses. He's really, I don't even know how to describe him. He's just a cool guy. He's just a cool guy. He's really, really rich. He knows all the famous people. And he writes these books that basically tell you how he got to from point A all the way to where he's at. And I think he's cool. He's got a podcast. He's awesome. And he has talked about time management before because if there is a list of people that have a crazy schedule and somehow make it work, I would put him at probably the top of the list. He has so many tools in his belt that he just shares with people so freely. So if this hits home for you, I highly suggest you get a book from him or listen to his podcast. Honestly, he posts things on Instagram that are super helpful all the time as well. So it doesn't even have to be one of those. But the book I'm specifically going to reference is The Power of One More. I believe it's his most recent book. And kind of the story behind why he wrote it was fascinating to me because he grew up with a father who was an alcoholic. And every time he tried to get better, he would always relapse. And it wasn't until Ed was much older that finally one of the rehabilitation stints stuck and he was no longer being affected by this alcoholism. And so when people ask him like, what changed? Like you battled this for years, what changed? And he says, oh, no, 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 I'm still an alcoholic. I'm just not gonna drink for one more day. 
And that's literally the mindset he used to get through life. I'm just not going to do this for one more day or I'm going to do this just one more time, one more day. And instead of thinking I'll never have another drink for the rest of my life, it was I'm just going to hold off on this drink today. One more day. Because one more day is so much more tangible. So what does this have to do with time management? Honestly, probably not a whole lot, except that's just really great advice and kind of sets the scene so you can see why I think Ed Milet is just so awesome, so full of great advice. And I'm very grateful for the wisdom he imparts through his books and podcasts. So what he did say that I think is life-changing is his breakdown of the day. So I'm going to try really hard to explain this in a way that makes sense because it clicks in my head so easily. And this might be too niche, but I really, really love this. And I think it kind of changed my life. Okay. I found out about this in the summer and I was telling everybody I knew about this new mindset and freaking out because I thought it was the greatest thing ever. And some people were like, oh my gosh, yes. And some people were like, okay, sure. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Take it or leave it. You know, all the things. Basically, he explains that the 24-hour system in a day is so old-fashioned. That 24-hour day was intended to be a resource or really the guideline back when people were having to write letters and then give them to someone like on a horse and it would take days, weeks. You weren't even sure when your message showed up. You weren't sure what was going on. When you wanted to go get food, you had to like take your horse and buggy into the carriage or like and get the carriage going and then like take it into the market or travel for days to get to where you needed to go. The lifestyle of the 24-hour day was so slow. It was intentional. And I think there's beauty in that. But we also have to recognize the fact that that's not the life we live in anymore. If I want to send a message to my best friend in Missouri, I don't have to write out a letter and give it to a courier to send off and hope the message makes it to her and weeks, if not months later, receive the reply. I literally pick up my phone and am expecting a reply within a few hours, if not minutes, you know? So it's a very different world that we live in. And the 24-hour day system that we use can sometimes then feel very overwhelming because life is so much faster now. And not just because of the speed of which we want to do things, but simply because that's the way the standard has been set. So because everything is on a faster rate, the 24-hour day system, you are now filling it so much more. There's so much more going on. And that's not even talking about just the feeling of social media, of feeling like you're seeing everyone's lives pass, just keep going past you, okay? The speed of which we move means that everything that we put into 24 hours it is so overwhelming. And we weren't really supposed to ever feel that amount of weight or do this amount of work in a day. And we wonder why we struggle with burnout and anxiety and honestly, depression, all these things. It's because we are doing so much in so little time. So 
there's a little tangent for you. Now, how do we remedy this? This is where it gets so good. So I'm going to try to explain this, okay? Basically, Ed Milet says that he breaks a 24-hour day down into six-hour increments, okay? Six-hour increments, and this is so good. Oh, my gosh. I love this. Okay, so the first six hours of your day, you would wake up at like 5 a.m. I don't do that. I usually am like 6.30 to 7. So let's say six because that's easier for my math. So six to 12, that's your first day. Okay. And we're putting that in quotes. Your first day is six to 12. Now, something that you might want to do every day is spend some time with God. You need to drink some water. You can contact a friend, a spouse, whoever, you know what I mean? And you want to have a little bit of human, human interaction. You want to spend a little bit of time with God want to hydrate yourself, you want a meal, and you really want to do something that inspires you in that six hours because that's one chunk day, okay? So for example, this first six hours would be waking up and you would do your morning routine, your three non-negotiables, whatever that is. You'd go on a walk, get your blood pumping a little, you know, make yourself a healthy meal, While you're making that meal, you'll call a friend, you know, do all the things. And I think that this first day is really just about preparing yourself. At that point, after you've gotten some of those non-negotiables done, you move into the role of checking emails, getting set for work. Maybe you have a commute, so you turn on a podcast, whatever that is, you move to getting yourself in position to succeed. And then you... Do whatever tasks you need to do, whether that's a nine to five job, whether that is working from home, you start that process, okay? And that means you're answering emails, you're handling meetings if possible. Try to get all your meetings in the morning, that first chunk. So all your meetings are done by 12 if possible, okay? So you have this six hour portion, which we're calling a day, six hour day right here. And it was really just a productive time, kind of feeling a little bit more like you're on top of things and you're handling other people's needs, okay? You're answering those emails, answering your texts, all of that. When lunch comes, so in this model, it's at 12, you're resetting for a new day, okay? So again, you're going to take time. You're going to eat a healthy meal. You're going to go on a walk because you're going to get that blood pumping again. You're going to spend some time in prayer because you need time with God again because you've now switched to a new day, again in quotes, And we're resetting again. And this is the time that I think would be awesome to be a little bit more creative. So I work a nine to five, so I have to adjust this a little bit, but I would love this to be where you're spending time on projects for your job. You're really working on creating new ideas. You're journaling maybe a little bit. If you're on a break, that's when you're maybe working on a small business. You're taking time to put into creative endeavors. So creative endeavors for me podcast, social media, journaling, just spending time being a little bit more creative. And that goes until 6 p.m. Okay, so 12 to 6, that is your time to just hunker down and you're just going to really get things done, but you're also giving yourself creative space. I love this mindset. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So that's day two. And day two is more focused on you, but the hard work aspect of what you have to do. And whether you're working nine to five or not, that couple of hours 
right there, whether it's on the lunch break, you can find that time to take a few moments to do something for yourself in there, to spend some time with God and to also connect with community again. Okay. Whether that's sending a text in the afternoon, whatever you need to connect with community again, because it's a new day. 6 PM hits. This is my favorite part. Your last day starts. Okay. And I don't go all the way till midnight. So this day is a little shorter because I can't stay up till midnight. That sounds horrible, but it's like six to 10. During this time frame, going to the gym, you are handling any last minute things you need. You're trying to take a few hours to disconnect from social media, from your phone. So my phone goes on do not disturb and goes in my office. And I try really hard to not even touch it for two to three hours every single night. I am reading, I'm watching a movie, I'm doing skincare. I am, again, spending some time with God. That can be as simple as turning on worship music while I'm making dinner, okay? It is just this time to reset and relax, and that is what the end of the day is. So that way, when you go into your next day, you're not feeling drained because you didn't work from 6 to, you know, 10 p.m. It was really just this time to recharge and spent intentional hours doing something that fuels you back up. So when you break your day down into chunks like this and know that you have six hours of intentional time doing this, six hours of intentional time doing this, I think that's a good mindset. Is it always practical? Absolutely not. And it can be harder when you have a different schedule, when your spouse's schedule is different, but I think it's just a good thing to maybe try to form around in your life. You know, if you're a student and you have classes in the afternoon, that's your time to hunker down and focus on other people and you're answering emails. But the morning is maybe your creative time. You know, somehow giving yourself the ability to fit all of these niche spots and roles that you desire in your life. Because every day I want to do something that helps further my dreams of growing on social media, of working on my podcast, of doing things I truly love. But I also have a lot of commitments that I have to stick to. And there's a tension there where sometimes I'll work more on the podcast than I will on school. And sometimes school demands more attention than the podcast. Like you have to be able to be able to be pulled back and forth on this pendulum and not balanced in the middle. Because if you try to constantly find balance, you're going to find yourself always tipping over. Because life is not balance. Life is tension. You're going one way or you're going the other. And it's it's beauty in that. That's good. It's good that sometimes things draw you over here and sometimes things draw you over here. So this is a good mindset. Again, maybe not the most practical thing to stick to every day, but it's just freeing, I feel like, to have this knowledge that 24 hours, there's a lot of time in there. And sometimes it feels like we waste it away, but when we chunk it out a little bit more, I think we can be more intentional with the time we're using. So that was a very long answer or not even an answer because there was no question. Um, but that was a very long intro to time management in this new mindset. Again, Ed Milet, an icon. And if that hit home at all, read his book, The Power of One More, because he's got way more good stuff in there. And I think that it's just something to keep in the back of your mind. So moving forward then, <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the difference between multitasking and habit stacking because they're very, very different. 
And I am the biggest proponent of habit stacking, but not multitasking, okay? And this is going to get so like granular. And I apologize if you're like, okay, they're basically the same thing, but there's a difference in my mind. So I'm going to share that with you. (laughs) Examples of habit stacking would be like calling a family member while you're doing laundry, drinking a smoothie or your greens or your proteins while you go on a walk in the morning, doing a face mask or just under eye masks while you are answering emails in the morning to get that hydration in. And even just simply as doing some dishes while your coffee is brewing, picking up, all of those are really great ways to habit stack because you're doing something that feels rewarding to you, like talking to a family member or listening to a podcast or an audiobook, maybe doing a face mask, whatever that is, while getting something else done. I think for us busy girlies out there, this is very important because we need to be doing things that are rewarding to us, nourishing our body, helping our skin, you know, making sure we have a strong community around us but still getting things done at the same time. So when we take these little pieces of our lives and start to just kind of habit stack them a little bit, I think it can be really powerful tool. Multitasking is when you're on a meeting trying to answer other emails, you're in class and you're trying to get assignments done for a different class. And it's just a lot of chaos because they're bigger projects. But if you habit stack, the things that you want to do and have to do that are a little bit more minor, it gives you the space to focus on those major things and won't leave you feeling pulled in a million different directions, unsure of what's going on. Because it's so easy. You can listen to a podcast. Like right now, I hope you're driving or working out or doing something really fun, but also needed while listening to this podcast, because that's habit stacking. Like odds are you don't have this podcast on and you're just sitting there staring at your phone listening to every word I'm saying. If you are, honestly, let me know because that's really awesome. And go you for having that time. But I know that you're probably not doing that. So whatever you're doing right now, that's habit stacking. But you're not multitasking because if you miss something I say, is it going to affect you? No. I mean, I think that everything I say is pure wisdom. But, you know, not everyone agrees. (laughs) But anyways, there's a difference there. And I think it's important that you habit stack, but not multitask. Give yourself the space to complete the tasks that you need to complete, the work you need to do, but take the little things, little chores and give them a little extra spice. Do something fun with it. You know, if you know you have a new show that you just need to like binge on Netflix or do whatever, go to the gym and watch it. Watch it while you're at the gym. Add on a layer of something that's helping you while you're doing something that you need to do because it just, it's just, it's going to give you a new mindset to want to do, to get things done and to have a new perspective and positive attitude when you're doing them, but don't multitask because that's crazy. It's a lot of chaos then. So I also think another way that we can really help with time management for ourselves is really focusing on the organization aspect of making sure we're prepared for what we need to do. Preparedness is something that I think is often a little bit over, like people think it's overrated to be prepared, but really I think it's vital to be successful. 
Okay. Yes, there's lots of cool people who, you know, fly by the seat of their pants and they're just skating through life. And that's awesome. But if you have a vision, a dream, a plan, a business, a brand, something that you want to grow, you probably need a little bit more preparedness in your life. So what are some ways that we can be prepared for our dreams? So I think one of the best things we can do is before bed every night, whether your bedtime is midnight or whether it's 8 p.m., okay? I don't care. Something you need to do to prepare yourself for success the next day is get your routine in order for the night. So take 30 minutes, okay? 30 minutes. Start a timer on your phone. Turn on a song, a podcast, whatever. And you're going to literally lay out your outfit for the next day. The less decisions, the fewer decisions that you have to make the next day in the morning is just going to help you kind of just get into the groove of things and keep going. So lay out your outfit. This is something that I love, love, love to do is know exactly what I'm wearing. I'm usually a little bit more inspired the night before to be like, hmm, what's the vibe for tomorrow? What do we want to look like? Versus waking up and feeling like overwhelmed with the day and not really caring about the outfit as much. Lay out your outfit. If you work out in the morning, literally lay out your workout clothes next to you. So when your alarm goes off, you turn and you are literally turn like putting on your clothes. Okay. Get your workout stuff laid out or just your regular outfit. Okay. Fill up your water bottle and have it waiting for you in the fridge. Maybe even lay out your electrolyte packet or your vitamins, whatever it is, have it laid out, have it ready to go. So as soon as you walk in the kitchen, you're not going to forget. And it's again, as easy as possible. Make your life as easy as possible. I also think that a way to kind of stay organized with this is allow yourself to do a quick 15 minute pickup every night. This is something I swear by. Picking up your area for 15 minutes every single evening is so, so helpful. Okay. All you have to do is pick up the blankets that are left out, the pillows, fold the blankets, fluff the pillows, do the things, put the TV remote away or make sure your candles are all unlit, blow them out, sweep up any area that maybe like the dog trucked in some crazy mud or something, sweep it up, finish those dishes from dinner, load them up, start the dishwasher, do whatever you have to do. So that way, when you wake up, you go into a space that is clean. And if you do this every single evening, There won't be that much and you probably won't even have 15 minutes of work to do. Make sure all of your electronics are charged. Make sure your hot girl walking headphones are charged. Your computer is all set to go. It's off. It's not going to ding throughout the night. Plug in your phone. Put it on do not disturb. All the things, okay? The more you prepare the night before, the better off you're going to be in the morning. And this can be a small 30-minute routine. And like I said, if you're doing this often, it won't even take you 30 minutes. This will be a super fast four or five step, whatever routine that you're just setting yourself up for success. And when you do this, you're taking so much more pressure off of the next morning and your time is going to go a lot faster. So that 30 minutes in the evening could save you literally so much more time and energy in the morning that you don't need to be putting out because there are other things that you need to focus on. So being prepared in the evening is 
one of my personal absolute must-have non-negotiables throughout my day is taking those steps to make sure that I am doing everything I can, no matter what, to set myself up for success in the future. That's just a little idea for you. Um, Another thing I feel like it's so talked about. How can you not talk about time blocking when you're talking about time management? But I also feel as if it is so overhyped that people don't understand it, okay? Time blocking is so crucial to me. I love time blocking to the point where for a season of my life, I was time blocking. Oh my gosh, this is so bad. This is so embarrassing. Like down to the minute, okay? I was literally, oh my gosh, it was like three minutes to brush my teeth, two minutes to pick out my jewelry and put it all on and wash my face. And it was like time blocked down to the the minute, okay? I don't suggest that because if I was a minute off, I'd be like, oh my gosh, a minute has to go somewhere else. And you need, <laughs> you need buffering time, okay? You need to not time block so intensely that you are falling so behind in your schedule if you literally brushed your teeth for an extra minute or your mouthwash you just forgot and you were sitting there swishing because you were tired and you forgot. <laughs> like, it's okay. Give yourself the freedom, the buffering room, and that's how it's going to be a little bit more successful, okay? We don't need all that extra craziness, that pressure added to us. However, time blocking in general can be an extremely good tool. There are days where I know I need to record a podcast. I know that I need to do certain things and get certain projects done. So I will block out two hours in the morning, six to eight. I know I need to record this podcast because I'm behind and it has to happen. Or on a Saturday, I know that I need to write XYZ paper. I know I need to shoot XYZ content. So I block those out and make sure. I try really hard to never put one time block exactly lined up to the next time block. I try to make sure there's always space in between for a break in case something goes long allow myself to get a snack, you know, refuel my body a little bit. And changing that up a little bit is very helpful when you don't have them smushed together and the entire day is planned out. Even if you've given yourself ample opportunity and good timing, give yourself that buffer room. Lastly, I just really want to say we also don't always have to be productive. Rest is so crucial. And, you know, I make sure I love this. This is something new that I've been implementing. On Sundays, unless there's something super important, I try to stay completely off of social media. I will still take pictures throughout the day and usually post little updates afterwards or maybe some videos or something, but I am taking Sundays 24 hours off of social media completely. And I have been loving this so much. I mean, I've got a couple brand shoots that are scheduled out and they're going out on Sundays, but guess what? I'm not going to be interacting. I'm not going to be on there at all. Because those are days that are completely social media free. I'm going on at least a two-mile walk with Matt and our dog Tank. I'm going to go to a coffee shop and get some coffee. I might check my email just so I can plan out my week. I get my planner out. I write down all of the things that I want to get done. And I set the tone for the rest of the week. I meal prep. I clean. That's a day that I take to complete completely reset. If I did not have that day where there are no time restrictions on me, I would not be able to continue the pattern of timely management 
within the rest of my week, okay? So you have to give yourself at least one day where there aren't those restrictions on you, where you aren't checking the clock thinking, am I over time? Am I under time? Anything like that. You're, no, none of that. Focus on setting yourself up for success with preparedness and that includes rest. Rest is so important. You can't always be productive and you have to give yourself the freedom of having an off day or even an off week or month. Right now, I have not been really posting on social media that much because I have not been feeling it. And instead of forcing it, I am choosing to back up and give myself my time over to other projects. If I give my time over to other things that maybe feel a little bit more motivating to me right now or inspiring, that means that when that starts to dry out, I'll be able to go back to this. So it's an ebb and flow and you can't expect to plan out or time manage the rest of your day in 2024. Okay. Things change. And when you give yourself that freedom to be productive, but also to rest, I think your time management is going to go a lot further. So buffer room, remember the 24 hour day is crazy long. So break it up into chunks, do some time blocking and just be as prepared as possible. If you can the day before habit stack, but do not multitask. All of these are my tips for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. I am beyond thrilled to just be talking with you guys, and I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day.